society is they say a contract between people. But we have moved beyond subsistence living and most of us live in complex societies. We no longer live in communities in which everyone is basically equal. Nor are we interchangeable. There is a lot of specialization, and some skills are scarce. Who then enforces the contract and decides what the terms are? No one is expected to be responsible for his or her own defense. Justice is no longer something the accused and plaintiff decide, one-on-one. -on -one. Society has been divided into institutions, each has its role to play. The justice system is one but there is the commercial sector, the church, and politics. If we think of the justice system as part of the political system, then we can say society has three major sectors. Our institutions must be trusted if the society is to function. We have mentioned the political system. This includes the lawmakers, the judiciary, the police and military, and bureaucracy. The political system provides justice, but can we trust those who are responsible for meeting out justice? Is the system immune from corruption and injustice? The interesting thing is, these institutions control the social discourse. The political, economic and religious institutions control what you can say and how you can say it. It is not always by threats of force. Often, they program us to think certain ways. Let's just look at two issues, Islamophobia and homophobia. Negative comments about either group is, according to our social institutions, indicative of hate. The speech may not pass the threshold to make the narrator subject to a criminal charge, but the trend is to analyze negative comments in order to ascertain whether or not it has passed the threshold for hate speech. The obligation is not on the law to prove beyond a reasonable doubt the person has done something illegal. Hate laws impose on the justice system the obligation to ensure a discussion does not contain anything hateful and explain precisely why the speaker cannot be indicted. But what can a person say about Muslims that is hateful, that would not be hateful if said about another group? If I remarked that Muslims were dangerous to the public peace, that would be considered to be a hate crime, because it is said about Muslims. It would not be a hate crime if said about white radicals. If I said Christianity was a danger to the public peace, would that be a hate crime? Of course not and there is a reason for this. If a video was made that explored a link between homosexuality and pedophilia, would that be a hate crime? What if a similar one was made linking priests to pedophilia? Would that be a hate crime? What if the video claimed it was homosexual priests that engaged in pedophilia? Is that more of a hate crime than the former version? This discussion becomes far less confusing once we realize the hate crime is linked to a person's intersectional status. Hate crimes are inversely related to intersectional value, in that a hate crime is an action performed by a person of lower intersectional value against a person or group of greater intersectional value. If killing is wrong, it ought to be wrong equally and for everyone. If exceptions are made, they need a clear social value, as when a killing happens in the protection of an innocent life. If hate is wrong, it is absolutely wrong. If hate is intrinsically wrong, it ought to be the exceptions to the law that are noted. But how can hate be defined without prejudice? Hate is always intersectional. For there to be a hate crime there has to be higher and lower value groups. Otherwise, when is a word just a word and when does it constitute hate? The answer is always a political response. The problem is that if we tie hate to speech, there is no free speech.
hate has to be inversely related to the intersectional value of the group if it can be construed to be hate. If it is permissible for Muslims to pray at work and not Christians, then Muslims have a higher intersectional score than Christians. The power disparity makes it impermissible for Christians to fight against the preferential status of Muslims. In fact, for a Christian to complain about Muslims being a protected class of persons is to commit a hate crime. But the issue is not that Christians are upset by the injustice of hate crime legislation. The issue is that Christians are expressing a negative reaction against the state's agenda. Islam is only incidental to the real issue which is the supreme authority of the state. If it is permissible for gays to celebrate their sexuality but it is not permissible to celebrate the sexuality of straight persons, then it must also not be permissible for heterosexuals to disparage homosexuals. Hate is inversely related to intersectional value. There are only two options, either we are all under the same law or hate is decided by fiat and will be heavily influenced by the values of the adjudicator, which is the state. Will a Muslim or homosexual have the same opinion as to what constitutes hate? If not, then the law relating to hate is defined solely by the government's agenda. What is the difference between a hate crime and an illegal act? The difference may seem moot, but if a hate crime is what the law says it is, there is no such thing as a hate crime, there are only laws. Some laws are more biased and targeted than others. The laws regarding hate crimes fit the conditions of a hate crime. If there is no difference between what is illegal and what is hate, then hate is nothing more than a legal category. If hate is what is illegal and nothing more, then the law has been hijacked for the government's social agenda. If an act of hate harms someone's physical person, then it is a crime and it is the harm to the person that is the significant element. If hate speech is causing a person or group to be put in physical danger, the crime is the physical threat. Hate is either political category created to push forward a social agenda or redundant. The question is, after we realize the government is engaged in a divisive political agenda, what motivates them, truth or getting what you worked for? There are two factors that make the other person untrustworthy. He or she wants and perhaps has access to your property. He or she has or seeks to achieve a power disparity between you and them. Wherever there is a potential for free riding the potential or actual free rider is in violation, actual or potential, of your human rights. Free riding is a crime against humanity. We can trust only those who pay their own way. Parasites are never to be trusted whether they are an actual parasite living off of the avails of others or a parasite jockeying for a place at the trough. Trust no one who benefits from something other than their own labor.